Bradley, we're live. We're live. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Randy and M. How are you guys? Thank you guys for hopping on. So let's get this show started. Dillany from the champion. Oh, 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 oh Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our midweek matchup. We are in week nine, episode 18, I believe. Randy and M, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. How are you guys doing? We're good, baby. We're good. We're doing very, very well. Tired, but let's rock and roll, baby. I'm ready for it. Yes, absolutely. M, how are you doing there in uh, Manhattan, Jersey? How's Level 1 Games doing really quick? Level 1 Games is doing well, man. We're open and uh, we're busy, so I'm tired, but I've rested uh, for three months, so I, I, I can handle this. I, I, I've been working a lot. <laughs> That's good, yeah. man. That's good. After the three months that, uh, yeah, the several months that we've had off or slow business, whatever the case is, there shouldn't be much complaining about work nowadays. Exactly. But uh, we're gonna hop right into this. Uh, we we uh, tonight uh, last night AEW Dynamite was our last and final show uh, on the road to Fighter Fest, which takes place next. The next two Wednesdays, July first and July eighth. I can't even believe half the year is over. But, um, hey, listen, this is where we're at. We have a pay-per-view-like feel uh, next Wednesday and the Wednesday after that free uh, on TNT. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Um, any, th- any thoughts about um, next week's pay-per-view before we go forward? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that they're still finding a way to do it. Unlike last year, where it was a standalone event, it was really the second event that AEW was able to produce, and uh, you know, it, I just feel that it's it's gonna be fun, especially since NXT is doing a Great American Bash feel as well, from what I understand. And you know, listen, guys, as good as AEW was this week, it actually lost the ratings to NXT. But NXT also threw every big gun they possibly have at this show this past week. So I think uh, I think it's I'm enjoying the Wednesday Night War. I actually had a little bit of very little time this afternoon, but I watched AEW and I watched NXT. I wanted to at least get the other perspective. Both shows are fun. That's that's the only thing you can ask for, right? It's both shows are fun. Absolutely. And how about you? Me. I've given up on NXT. I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, NXT as a, as a show was great. Uh, I just can't stand by that company anymore. Like I, I've explained many times that it, it, I, I'm done being crapped on as a fan. I'm going to go where I'm appreciated. And, uh, and, uh, and I really feel appreciated by that, that product. And I appreciate the product. So I'm happy just watching AEW and just making believe the other product doesn't exist. So uh, this to me is in a war. Since I only watch one side, so well you're on the one side of the war. Well, technically, you're part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if we, if we want to look at it. Like Unless you watch only New Japan, then I'd say you're not part of any war right now. And God, that's been great lately too. I I, I haven't caught up on all the matches this week, but uh, they're they're in the midst of restarting up and uh, 
the New Japan Cup is happening, and they don't miss a beat, man. They they beat the crap out of each other. First thing they, the first chance they get, it's like you guys. You, this is the first shows that you're doing since the since the pandemic started, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna punch you in the face. It's like holy, uh, and that's why I love you guys. Okay, so much respect. Exactly, much respect. So what's the, what's the problem? So I guess I am part of this uh this war. I, I'm on the Adam is a soldier. Right? He's a soldier. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm low in, in rank. No one notices me. I'm the guy hiding under the rank. Yeah, time, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Doink. <laughs> <laughs> or Hornswoggle. Oh no, I'm not Hornswoggle. I was never a Hornswoggle fan. I, I'd rather be Doink the Clown. More of an it kind of feeling to him than than. Hornswoggle always annoyed me. Yeah, he's kind of a snob, by the way. Yeah, I heard he was. Uh, I mean, I've seen a, little, a little, little, little snobbish. It's not terrible. I've seen worse. I've seen him. Uh, it was funny. I think it was in. Um, it might have been in Orlando, and uh, the, these fans uh, were were chasing him down the street, and he just would not sign their autograph, man. Like no matter how much they asked, they, like, they were like, "Mr. Hornswoggle, Mr. Hornswoggle." He's like, "Get the hell away from me!" Get the hell away from me. And I'm sitting there laughing from across the street. So, yeah. At that point, I would have been like, he's a goddamn autograph. Let's just like, leave me alone. Well, not only that, but I, I shame on the fans. You could do so much better. <laughs> Dude, it was WrestleMania. It's like you would just bump into people like wrestlers. I, I I think we were sitting at lunch one day and Kofi Kingston walked by. We're like, boom, boom, boom. And he does it back to us. So, WrestleMania was always like a really cool uh trip for us back in the day yeah yeah well i, 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 I don't even know if we're going to get a wrestlemania ship next year the way things are going who knows yeah well, i don't know real quick great story wayne was at one of the wrestlemanias i forgot which one and wayne texted me it was like six o'clock in the morning he goes i'm at the airport Shawn michaels is 20 feet away from me <laughs> yes that was 27 uh, no 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 um gosh 26 that 26. was uh, uh, before i la- yeah that was uh, in before- arizona but yeah, it was in Arizona. It was the Tuesday morning, so it was the the night, uh, the morning after Raw. We were heading home in a, in a morning flight, and uh, my friends were behind me. It was relatively empty at that time, and then uh, maybe like uh, fifteen feet down the end of the belt, uh, um, Shawn Michaels was there, and, and I look and I, uh, so I, you know, I went I went up to him like, "Hey, Shawn, uh, how are you? I just want to say thank you for an awesome weekend." and uh what have you so i got a couple words out of him and then uh then he super kicked you sean sean <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't talk to the other guys i, I guess uh, sean michaels realized uh that oh okay i'm being recognized here so so check this out uh so sean michaels goes into the bathroom and uh my friend mario you never want um, to hear the story start that way just my my, my friend uh, he's in the stall and talking to somebody my friend mario went went to the bathroom on, as he's washing his hands he hears Shawn michaels saying i'm gonna be in a hall of fame next year uh and then sure enough Shawn michaels we we, we knew before every, everybody um and Shawn michaels was in the hall of fame next year so we got the news first technically which that's, is what, that was that's- pretty cool an amazing story considering it happened in the bathroom. I think that part yeah. is what sets it apart. Like he would not, he did not want to be bothered. He did, he did not want to be bothered uh, by anybody. I think my, my friends uh, wanted an autograph or, you know, take a picture. He's like, you know, can we please, let me, can I please get, you know, my kids settled? Um, and then, uh, and then I ran into Ted DiBiase. He's seen my face many times. He knows my face very well. Uh, and he ran. Yeah. 
I got multiple pictures with him. I got uh, a little Ted DiBiase autograph pop. So, uh, yeah, very nice guy. But uh, Sean didn't want to be bothered. So, you know, listen, it varies by wrestler. Some but people don't mind. Too. It's like, where Mick, are Mick Foley is one person that you can always approach. Uh, great guy. Um, but there are some people that don't. Sasha Banks is probably one of the worst. You don't want to bother her. She doesn't want to be bothered. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's why we don't want to bother Sasha either. That's just. I, I I've seen so Sasha all, listen, bothered listen, by fans not, and it's um not not fun. Yeah, snaps, snaps. This is this is nothing more than there, there's a lot of online reports saying that she's very very difficult with 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 people and you know when you start hearing the same story from a lot of different people then nine out of ten times it's true like like I I love to see I don't I don't know if you guys we're going off topic a little bit but I'm sorry for that but. The story about CM Punk, where CM Punk was at the hockey game, and like two people were uh, were were pissed off that he wouldn't sign an autograph. And when Punk explained it to himself, he's like, "I signed a whole bunch of autographs, but when you, when someone yells, hey, Phil, sign this,' he's like, if 'You're gonna be respectful for me. I'll be respectful for you.' And then the other time, <laughs> he was trying to reach into his uh, pocket to get money to pay for a beef sandwich, and the guy goes, "Punk, sign this." <laughs> so you know, let's before we start saying that this person's difficult, that person's difficult. Let's look on how the fans are behaving too. Listen, if I if I was famous, I'd be the most difficult person. I'd be like, oh, you want an autograph? You're not even famous in the most difficult. I, 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 exactly. I'm not. I'm not easy. I'm not like giving you stuff. Listen, you got to work for this. What am I getting in return? You, you, especially if it's morning. Don't come to me in the morning to, to ask me for anything. I get mad at the bum asking me for a dollar when I when I go to work. I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. poor. Yeah. You well, should you know, give me a dollar. Most most times, you know that dollar probably goes to I but, just crap. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this got we, weird. We, this got we, weird real quick. We, we, got real we are <laughs> coming off the heels of yesterday from uh, AEW Dynamite, and uh, we saw a pretty decent show. Um, not not the uh, best of a uh, go home show, but we saw a pretty decent show. It was okay. AEW is entertaining regardless. Uh, every day they have really not done much wrong this year. Uh, yesterday was a little bit a, a little bit slower than most um, uh, most Wednesdays I've seen lately, but it was still a decent show. But uh, basically, it started off with the lumberjack match so uh this wasn't really for anything uh but to set up uh, a match for fighter fest uh we saw luchasaurus against wardlow three match winning streak uh he is uh, uh i'm sorry um wardlow is apparently a nine and four um mark marco stunt uh with the uh, jungle boy um he uh came out with the save um and then also there was a couple spots where we had uh, Marco stunt thrown by Wardlow, which was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, we had Luchasaurus with the shooting star press. Couple cool things going on here in this match. Uh, Jungle Boy spears MJF. MJF was distracted where Wardlow with a low blow, allowing him to get the F10 finisher on Luchasaurus. Um, so uh, this is uh, going to be setting up a match eventually. Um, what did you guys think of this? Uh, fun match. It was exactly what you thought it was going to be. Two big guys, you know, beating the tar out of each other. Pretty the, stiff. The yeah, it was pretty stiff. The lumberjacks was was pretty was pretty fun too. And look, 
remember what we said last week about the young guns with MJF and uh, Jungle Boy. I really do like that feud. And then this is helping push that feud forward. Um, man, and Marco Stunt, man, <laughs> he, was, he was like a little, ch- little, little chihuahua and he, like biting at someone's ankle, man. He was, it, he was fun. It was definitely a, a fun match. I had no problem with this as an opener of the show. The Lumberjack stipulation was fun. And at the end, like I said, you, Jungle Boy and MJF, you felt that those two guys just wanted to get at each other. And I had no problem with it. It's going to lead to a fun match over at Fighter Fest next week. Dude, that was uh, yeah. You you stole my word. It was a fun match, and it was a weird lumberjack type match. I've never seen a lumberjack where people were afraid to touch the 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 participants. You know, it's like every time they were thrown out, it's like yeah, we're we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna throw them back in. And uh, at one point, they just started beating on Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus was like, "Dude, I'm a dinosaur. Like, get off of me!" So he shook them off, and they all flew. It was a real. <laughs> It was a weird match, uh, stipulation, but the match itself was fun. I mean, you had Marco flying all over the place. I mean, and uh, God, Luchasaurus can move for a guy that size, man. And yeah. and, and uh, Wardlow looked like a monster. You know, it's just like, I mean, let, let's face it. Wardlow is a monster. I mean, that dude is buff. So I, I had no problem with this being the opener. Go ahead. Did you did you enjoy did you enjoy seeing the best friends wearing lumberjack outfits out there? Yeah. Did you pick up on that one? <laughs> that was so it, funny to me. Yeah, and I don't and, know why it was. Oh, I didn't even realize that was them. Yeah, and, and that that's what I like. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, there's lumberjacks out here. Yeah, no, and, and that's what I like to see. I like to see the guys having as much fun as I am watching it. You know, it's like it, it really translates uh, through the TV that the, you're sitting there watching people actually have fun doing. It's not just a job. So I, I appreciate that. It's a little something extra that they threw in. And uh, like I said, it makes me happy watching on, on Wednesdays. This is what I live for at this point. It's like, oh, my God, it's Wednesday. Let me talk to Randy and Wayne. So, yeah, uh, next week we'll get MJF and Jungle Boy versus um, Luchasaurus. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, MJF. um and Wardlow versus uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy uh, setting up for Firefest, as Randy alluded to. And just to correct myself on the records, Luchasaurus was nine, is the one that's nine and four. Uh, very quiet nine and four this year. So you must have had a couple of those matches on um, dark. Yeah. Uh, because I know Luchasaurus didn't wrestle 13 matches on TV, that's for sure. Live TV, that is. Uh, and then we have Wardlow that's sitting at about five and one. He's only lost uh, one match, and that was against uh, Cody Rhodes Cody, yeah. in that steel cage during that build to MJF. Um, so, uh, yeah, Wardlow gets the win. He looks pretty good tonight, I actually have to say. So, you know, let's see uh, if we can get some more out of him. He actually kind of reminds me of a former WWE superstar. Can you guys, and like based on the way he looks a little bit and size, can you guys uh, take a wild guess who I might be thinking about? Wardlow, you're talking about? Yep. Honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, he has a look. He has a look. He has a little familiar look. Randy, what do you think? Randy would probably guess this more than I would. If you're talking about a seven-foot guy looking like what he does in (laughs) WWE, you could probably say a bunch of them, but I'd probably say maybe Big Cass before he cut his hair. uh, No, no, no. I'm thinking way back. How How about this? 
atom bomb. Jesus, I haven't heard that in years. Yes. <laughs> Adam, there's, a, there's, 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 there's a reason why he's out of the business. Of version of Adam Bomb. There's a you reason why he's out of the business. It's funny because it's like I totally forgot about him until you just mentioned him. Like he was out of my my mind. I, I would never would have remembered him unless you said it and you said it and I still barely remember him. So I, I, I was looking at him. So next time you take a look at uh Warblow, um, I might have to look him up. Cause like I said, I barely remember him. That, that guy's out of my psyche. Um, if you remember any time recently, um, his most recent name that I think of is he was wrath in WCW. And also he was a member of chronic who ended up with both WCW yes. and WWE during the uh, invasion angle. I, I did. Did he come back though? I don't think Adam bomb ended up coming back to WWE. During he, that invasion. he did. He did. He, he was, really? yeah, he was with, he was with Brian Adams. They came uh-huh. back as uh-huh. chronic at, towards the, the latter part of the invasion. And then that of course was an absolute disaster. <laughs> and they eventually got released because they didn't want to be part of the WWE banner. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Yeah. Like I said, version. Like, I do not. I barely remember this dude until you just said it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I just popped up like, hmm, that's just like an interest. That's a very looking familiar physique and facial. Yeah. Well, like the Adam Bomb's son, and we don't even know it. Yeah. Who knows? Let me That'd see. That'd be pretty funny. But, yeah. He retired in 2003, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We haven't seen him since right around that time. Yeah, Sheeta versus Red Velvet was the uh, next match. We haven't seen Sheeta in about two weeks or so on TV, but uh, she had a pretty good outing, I must say. Uh, uh, but before that match uh, started, uh, which was a very fast match, oh yeah, uh, very quick. Penelope, Penelope Ford, and Sheeta have a little quick uh, altercation. The match starts with Sheeta. A quick win over Red Velvet. That was fast. Two move match. That was it. Uh, after that Falcon Arrow finisher. Oh, that yeah, was those big time squash. Sheeta gets the win. Squash. Uh, <laughs> and then the brawl. <laughs> the brawl uh, pursues between Sheeta and Penelope Ford again. They had to be uh, torn apart. There's a pretty cool, uh, a couple cool visuals here with Sheeta slapping the glasses off of Kip Sabian. Uh, what do you guys think of this little segment? Oh, yeah, they probably were broken. Yeah. Yeah, because he was complaining. He was like, You broke my glasses. You broke my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a good segment. It, it was definitely a fun segment. Uh, probably one of the it's it's building heat in a, in a match that, that has no heat right now whatsoever. It was a lot of heat there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now there's definitely going to be some heat for this uh, this match. Look, Penelope M told me before AW really kicked in the high gear to keep an eye on Penelope Ford because she is more than just a pretty face and a manager that she can actually move in the ring. Yeah. And, and again, just like Britt Baker, I feel that Ford has improved more in the ring than her character. Whereas Baker has improved more as her character than she has in the ring. So uh, I, I think Ford is an up and coming, you know, women's wrestler for AEW. But I think right now she is still establishing who she is as a character right now. She's so known as, Super bad's fiance instead of it being Penelope Ford, and which I think they, I think they have, to, they have to separate them a little bit. They have to yeah, separate which, those two a little bit, yeah. which is a shame because, like, like you just said, I, I've been saying, look, you got to keep an eye on her. 
she's a good wrestler so far. Like I wouldn't say she's like upper echelon, but she's definitely a lot better than than some of she's, these girls. She's she got talent. Move. She's got talent. She can move in the ring. I have no she problem with that. Yeah, she could sell. She can. She could do these moves. And I'm. I'm saying to myself, it's like keep an eye on this girl, man. She. Yeah. She got the it factor. She's got. You got to put it all together. I mean, her character's not there yet. You're. You're. You're 100 right. But when she gets in the ring, man, I, I saw her with in a match. It was um, Kip Sabian and Ford versus Omega and Randy's favorite Rio. So hey, don't do that. That's not nice. I don't know. I thought Nyla was his favorite, or the uh, a, a bad nun. No, no, it was, it was real. So we, we're we're not doing this gang up on Randy thing. Let's go. <laughs> no, so so uh, it was a good match, and like I said, listen, it was one of those matches where the the men and the women fought each other. You know, pure intergender match, not like the stuff that you see in WWE when uh, when the male comes in, the female has to tag out. No, they went at it, man. And I was really impressed. That happened in the Jericho Cruise. I believe it was on uh, Dark. And it was a great match. And, and, and ever since then, I'm like, look, the girl can wrestle. And I, I'm waiting to see more of it. So hopefully, uh, you know, like, this is the start of that. Because I'm looking forward to that match between her and Sheeta. Because Sheeta can go. So I, I and, and I think that uh, Penelope Ford has a lot of potential and that Sheeta will bring out. This is uh, huge for Ford right now. Yeah, uh, stepping in uh, in a, a pretty decent feud right now, considering that um, we're a little short on ladies in the AEW women's division. So P- Penelope Ford stepped right up at the right time. Um, so this could be big for her. And oh, sure. while all that's going on, we can't forget about Britt Baker. Uh, she's great <laughs> with uh surrounding herself um in that truck with a plexiglass uh, a plexiglass yeah social distancing baby social, social distancing. distancing absolutely yeah she was she was afraid of the virus uh big swole that that that's the virus she was afraid of <laughs> moving on we had uh cody rhodes it was a cody rhodes panel uh that was on to uh, oh the press conference yeah Press conference that was the build, uh, the build with uh, Jake Hager. So their match is coming up at Fighter Fest. Uh, I'm not too sure if that's next Wednesday uh, or the week after, but neither here or there. Um, we, we we see them face off, so that's the whole point of this. Uh, get a visual of them facing off, uh, and then uh, we see Jake Hager uh, show up late. And um, maybe as like a sign of disrespect to Cody and his family, uh, who were on the other side of the pr- uh, pr- uh, press conference booth uh, where the microphone is. Uh, so Jake finally shows up. His wife uh, is with him. And, uh, you know, they're basically staring each other down. And you see Jake Hager putting a fist on Cody's face. And Cody didn't really like that. He kind of, you know, shrugged it off. Um, and then it, it gets it takes another turn with Cody's wife uh, throwing the cup of water right in uh, Cody's face. I'm sorry, Jake Hager's wife throwing a cup of water in Cody's face, and, and that causes uh, a little friction, um, especially from uh, Dustin Rhodes um, getting a little mad. And uh, Cody's like, you know what? We're gonna save it for for next week. Uh, or whatever the week after. Um, so, uh, what would you guys think of this little segment? I think it's exactly what the 
because the, the match and the feud needs a little bit. Look, this this TNT title, which one of the things that I I love is C- Cody wrestles every single week. Obviously, he didn't wrestle this week, but like John Cena did with the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. Invitational Tournament, where he, every single week he was fighting somebody new. The pr- only problem I have with it is when you know you have a match coming up at a pay per view, a big show like that, and you keep wrestling everybody every week. It sort of takes the well, you know, there's a possibility of him losing the championship here, and then, well, he still has already a big match signed. Look, Hager, and this is the one thing I really like about AEW, and it's also one of the things I sort of liked about the early days of Impact. You were able to take guys who in the WWE were like lower card and mid card, and who when they had matches with each other didn't mean much, and now when you watch them in AEW, it can mean so much more. We've seen Jack Swagger, the All American American, fight. Cody Rhodes or Stardust on WWE TV before. But when you watch it now in AEW, it's a lot more interesting, not because of the story of the build-up, but it's because they're going to give these two guys time to actually have a match. And especially with Cody, Cody is going to give himself a good 15 minutes in that ring with Hager. So it's going to be very interesting to see where they go. I hope it's not a screw job ending where Hager kicks him in the you know where uh, for you know, like like a lot of his other matches have been so far. I'm hoping it will uh be a solid, solid good match with Cody. Uh, Cody has found a way to bring the best out of everybody so far. So I'm I'm hoping that we get the same type of match that Cody has been giving everybody since I, I think since AEW started, he's been able to take everybody and pretty much have a good match with absolutely everybody. Yeah, I don't I don't see this as as being different. It's going to be a great match, but I wanted to touch on something that that has been bothering me. Um, I'm I'm watching this segment and. Cody is a great talker. Right now, he's the biggest babyface in, in the company. I love Arn, but what is he doing there? I mean, why? Why is Arn there? Why is Arn, Arn speaking? I, I don't understand it. It didn't Cody's coach. It's yeah. Cody's motivator. What? Cody looks up but to why? Him. Yeah, why? why? He's, kind, he's why? kind of like, a, you know, he's kind of like Cody's adopted father. Uh, that, 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 but why? But why? Why? At the end why? of the day, Cody. I don't school. know why they started it to begin with. Yeah, but that's I don't get that's it. Where they're going with? But the thing is that Cody. Can, can I? Go. Go I, ahead. I got to throw this in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got. It, it, it's almost like in 2012, 2013, when you put Heyman with Punk. Punk doesn't need it. But the difference is between having the difference between Heyman and Arn Anderson is Heyman can enhance punk a little bit more exactly anderson anderson is not doing anything but i'm using that as a similar situation because cody doesn't need it punk didn't need it exactly but i get that that and my 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 issue is it that cody doesn't need it only is the fact that he's able to sell it but not a little bit cody sells it completely like i i listen to cody and i'm like I'm there, man. I'm watching this match. I believe in this match. This is this is something that's happening. This is something that's important. He's talking about how the title is not even completely made, but it means so much. And I'm like, you know what? I believe it. It's totally believable. Cody, I don't side with the good guys often, and I probably won't side with you much. But you got me believing what, you, what you're saying. Why is Arn there? I don't understand it because at least when Paul Heyman was with Punk, they worked off each other. There's more substance right now. I don't see that. I and and honestly, have, yeah. 
I, I get it, and 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 I'm nitpicking, but it, it, I have to get it off my chest because so, it's bothering me. Arn yeah, Anderson, you're right, though. Arn Anderson, for most of his career, was a heel. Yeah. So this could eventually lead Cody into maybe turning heel, or he turns heel on you know? Cody, which I'm hoping, and goes back with uh with with, with uh with with freaking um Tully. Well, you know, uh, Arn Anderson's kind of done some shady stuff uh, outside the ring lately. This is my point. I mean, and that's the thing that I, I, I know I'm nitpicking because I'm sure that there's a, there's something that it's going to lead to. But I, I, I'll nitpick because that's my job at the moment is to sit there and tell you what, what I think. And that's one of the things that irks the crap out of me because I hear Arn and Arn's a, a good talker. I mean, he... I, I would say at this point in, in Cody's career, he's probably a better talker than Arn. But Arn has that, you know, very soft, you know, like, you know, you're good, you're a good wrestler, but, you know, Cody's a better wrestler. Cool. But I, you already sold me. Like, I was going to watch this match anyway. Well, one, one quick question before we move on. Um, and I have to add something to this. I have to add, I'm sorry. I have to add one thing to this, too. And what you're saying also with Arn Anderson has never really been a baby face before either. If this was somebody else, like right now in AEW, not WWE, in AEW, they're finding a way to use some of the old timers, the legends in the right places. Taz with Brian Cage, good match. Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer, good match. Even though I think Archer can probably get uh more mic time a little bit i bet because he can talk, he can talk uh, yeah. yeah so um I, I think they're and even blanchard with sean spears it's something's there we don't they haven't hit it yet but there's something there with those two mm-hmm. i don't understand the cody Arn anderson thing i think if cody just has brandy walk to the ring with him it's perfectly fine there doesn't need to be much more else than that but i'm sure i'm sure they'll they'll lead to something it's just that's the only thing that I can – like, the, the segment was good. I, it, it got me excited. But that was my only nitpick about it was that Arn is just – right now, he's just there, man. He's, uh, to me, he's just taking space and time that would be better suited to hear Cody or anybody else talk. But, again, I, I digress. It, it has to lead somewhere. I'm, I'm sure it will. But when? Really quick, guys. Cody versus – Hager uh, and uh, next week or the week after. I'm not sure, too sure which Wednesday. But before we before we move on, who wins? Cody, man. Cody, too soon, Cody? too soon from the drop the belt. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't think that Jake Hager will have a a, a shot at winning this uh, since he uh, lost his last championship match? You, you don't think he gets a, sh- uh, a shot to win this time? No, I I, 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 I know it's too soon. Cody's only had the belt for basically four weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but I think it's also because I, I don't think Hager's at a point where he needs a championship to be over in that point because he's still part of the inner circle. I know the situation with Sammy and then, you know, obviously the Santana and Ortiz and Jericho. I, I, he doesn't need to be in the title picture right now. I think you're, you can use guys, other guys right now to help get over that TNT title with Cody. Hager is not a guy right now that needs to be in that mix. Uh, it's a fine fit. I, I honestly think that MJF is going to be the guy who steals that away from him eventually. And I think Aaron helping MJF winning would be a perfect storyline. Exactly. To help 
Maybe you know that's what, I mean? what it is, you know? It, you know what? They could absolutely, there's a couple of different ways they could absolutely go, for sure. Yeah. Cole Cabana and Brody Lee. This was interesting. Mr. Um, Mr. Brody Lee. Yes, Mr. Brody Lee. <laughs> I got to remember to type that in my notes next time. <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, we have Cole Cabana, Boom Boom, versus, uh, and uh, Mr. Brody Lee versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. We will not spend a whole lot of time in this match, but um, they didn't really do a little explaining of uh, why Cole Cabana was tagging with Mr. Brody Lee. I guess uh, maybe um, Cole Cabana is kind of feeling things out a little bit, but uh, um but just to uh, move it along, uh, Cole Cabana gets the win with uh, the assistance of Brody Lee, which I thought was interesting. Brody Lee did the work. Uh, you know, Cole Cabana had some ring work in there too. But uh, to close out the match, Brody Lee uh, nailed that clothesline and then had Cole Cabana get the pin and the win to put a, a win in his uh, win-loss record, um, which hasn't really been great. Now he's 6-5 and five as after last night uh archer then attacks janelle and sunny kiss after uh, the match uh i don't need to, i don't think we need to even elaborate elaborate too much on this we saw archer get a little shine um what did you guys uh what do you guys think of the of um this development story with cole cabana mr Brody lee i have no issues with it i think it's a way to keep uh certainly find a way to keep cole cabana in the mix uh I think that he again. We've all we've talked about Colt since he came into AEW. He's been around the block. He's certainly have enough experience. He's part. He was originally part of that Chicago crew with Punk and uh, you know all those guys, uh, Chris Hero and and I, listen. This is his real last shot. I think Punk. Uh, Punk I think Cabana will eventually transition into the broadcast booth because he is excellent behind the microphone. He. He's a little slower in the ring. I think what they're going to do is obviously have him turn on the uh, Dark Order. I, I'll be honest with you, I really felt like since the pandemic has started, they've really not had not had the opportunity to have the whole Dark Order together yet. I was watching Dark the other day, and they had two of the members of of the Dark Order not, and they're like, you know, Uno is not even around. The other guy's not around, and Lee's not around. What's happening? Like we, they need to get that group back together. They need to have. But they, so, they announced it, Randy. They announced it, Grayson. And I remembered his name this time, the bald guy like me, Grayson. Thank you, Carlos, for that one. Uh, he, he's going to tag up with them. Uh, what is it? A three-way uh, during Fighter Fest. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. So now they're getting them back together. But it's been so long. You know, for me, it's like, well, you know, let's show the whole Dark Order. We haven't seen the Dark Order promos. We haven't seen any of that stuff when we were getting it every single week. So there, I, there was one thing that that uh, Wayne alluded to is that that the, there wasn't a lot of um, lead up to this. But the thing was that the lead up was online because remember we, we saw and I was complaining that uh, that Tony Khan had text. Uh, he he tweeted out last week that we would find out what was in the envelope that was given to him. They eventually showed that, but it was days later. I think it was on Twitter or, mm. or Instagram that they showed it on where uh, he, he, uh, he explains, he's like, no, you know, they, they invited me uh, to tag up with them. It's not, it doesn't mean that I'm part of the dark order, but you know, that we're, you know, he's just showing me this, that, and the other. 
and uh, we're just going to tag up for this match. So obviously, he's trying to show him, look, if, you, if you're with us, you'll get the wins. You, you, you'll get the, the prestige that you want. This is how they're trying to recruit him. Of, of course, eventually, he's going to back out of it, and, he, and he's going to get destroyed by the Dark Order. Uh, that, the writing's on the wall for that, but it's interesting. But uh, it was weird that they said they were going to show it later on in the broadcast last week. I don't know if it was time constraints. They had to cut it. But they did eventually show it online. Interesting. Yeah, but it's, I, it's, a fun, it's a fun thing to watch. Yeah, and I, I did enjoy the match. And, and Sonny Kiss and, and Joey Janela. Sonny Kiss can work. Jo- Listen, those are Jersey boys, Randy. Those are your dudes. So they, they're, they're good together, and I enjoyed seeing them. The only thing that was kind of weird was when JR called Sonny Kiss a she, and I, and I was like, did that just happen? And um, he <laughs> caught it. That. He caught it and paused, and he was like, um, you know, like, ah, I done messed up. Uh, Jim, that's a dude, man. Like, Sonny Kiss is a dude. Let's, let's, let's try to remember that next time. I mean, hey, listen – if if I wasn't smart enough, I would have mis- made the same mistake as Jr. He, he's feminine, but he again, does not look like a dude. He is feminine. Yeah, like the, he's a dude. So Jr., please, uh, I, I love you, but, um, but to Sunny Kiss this credit, it was a good. He worked yeah, a good match. He, he's a, that's the thing I've been saying from the from the start of this. Is and that, that was his first dynamite too. This past yeah. Monday. The, the, the Sonny Kiss is a great wrestler. I mean, they don't they don't showcase him enough, and uh, I really thought he would be like a, a more of a major part. Uh, but it's nice to see that he he's doing this whole Miami Vice gimmick with uh, Joey Janela, and I and I want to see where it leads to. I, I like Joey Janela. He's a fun dude. That was pretty cool when they were in a gas station. Yeah, exactly. gets gets into the confrontation. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I dug that. Now, in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, where in Jersey is that? You know, it's like, is that around Randy's house? Like, <laughs> it might be. It might, it, it might be. Yeah. So I, I, I dug it, and I'm looking forward to see what what they do. I like some some of these pairings. I, I dig. Like, I, unfortunately, the Kip Sabian and, and the Jimmy Havoc one. I liked it. Uh, don't know if it's gonna happen further, but you know, like I started to enjoy it, so I, I'm down with this uh, with this new tag team. And the funny thing is, if I, uh, there was a someone made a comment like, if you talk to Sunny Kiss behind the stage, he's got that real deep voice. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got the dude voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but uh, like I couldn't believe. It. Like I had to rewind it. And I was like, wait, did he just say she? Oh yeah, oh, he did. Okay. I, you know, I honestly didn't even catch that. <laughs> Yo, I got it. I caught it. I had, I had to text Carlos immediately. I was like, did I just hear that? <laughs> Listen, I've, I've caught JR say a bunch of things recently. Yeah, weird stuff. And I'm like, JR, are you paying attention? Like, I love you, but pay attention, dude. We got a tag team match. Slobberknocker. Ah. FTR versus SCU. We'll do a quick rundown on this before we move forward. Uh, we had a couple more things to talk about, but... Uh, FTR with the win here. Following was their promo calling out the tag teams of Butcher and the, uh, a bunch of tag teams that they mentioned. Then you see Butcher and the Blade uh, interrupt them on the microphone as they are in FTR's Chevy, uh, where um, the vehicle that FTR used uh, to come to the arena. Um, so they are in his Chevy, and then the Lucha Bros show up from behind. Um, Butcher and the Blade challenge the Young Bucks and FTR, and alongside with them in that match will be uh, the Lucha Bros. Uh, then we see the Lucha Bros and FTR get into it with uh, the Lucha Bros getting the best of FTR. Uh, uh, Lucha Bros standing tall. 
Um, what did you guys think of this segment? Loved it. Listen, tag team wrestling, tag team wrestling, tag team wrestling. Uh, AEW is doing it the best right now. I, you know, it's funny too, is I look at Daniels and I look at Kazarian. They've been doing this for so long. They've had a lot of miles on that, uh, on that truck. You know, I think for them, it's a shame that they lost the tag titles and they sort of fell down this, this, this road because you know daniels is 50 working behind the scenes kazarian has been doing a lot of the agent work so there's a little bit of a transition there kazarian's still going to work in the ring daniel's not as much and they're going to start pushing scorpio sky as a single and and you we all knew that was going to happen and i'm very glad that they were the first tag team champions for AEW. but it's just i i feel that they they still have a little bit of juice left that they could do for scu but obviously you know ftr is coming in they're going to be the push they're gonna get some big wins right now and i gotta tell you man Em's gonna beat me up for this i'm just not a believer into the butcher of the blade i just don't really like them as a tag team i don't see the i don't see it with them i don't know exactly what what the appeal is obviously lucha brothers anytime if you can be if, if forget butchering the blade and forget the bucks Give me, give me the Lucha Brothers versus FTR, dude. I'll be glued to my TV, man. I really quick, I didn't want to interrupt. We uh -oh. will revisit that in a second, but we got breaking news. Dun, dun, uh, we are the dun, dun. first podcast officially to be breaking this. Thank you, David Smith, for the comments. Tessa Blanchard has been fired from Impact Wrestling. I don't know why. I don't know how. We'll look into it further. Uh, maybe we'll get some I, news. I can tell you why. Um, she's been no be... showing the events. She hasn't yeah. shown up. She there we go. Up. She's the she's technically their world champion, and she doesn't show up to the events because she she's probably does not want to be in Impact anymore. She probably is drinking the AEW Kool Aid like everybody else, like I did. But this, you know, the only difference is she's a performer. And very possible. very possible that um, Tessa Blanchard has something lined up. I don't think anybody would just quit just like that without a backup plan. So yeah, she's uh, been or, or get fired, whatever the case is. But uh, I think she uh, wanted to at this she, point. She, she's probably she. You know, if you're not showing up to events, that kind of means that you're checked out. You know, yeah. you're mentally checked out. You don't want to be there. That's you know, that's what that tells me if you, yeah. you know if you don't if you wanted to be there you would show up to the events so well, it's not only showing up to events i mean uh, they they schedule things for her to do online she doesn't she doesn't uh commit she doesn't respond so she's been ghosting the whole company so it was no surprise that they started bringing out the the tnt title at one point since she was still the world title holder you know uh it was interesting and th does this come out of surprise a little surprise but uh the writing was on the wall man this was this was coming uh so i'm not that surprised and, and from from what i understand her husband was really in her ear too about you know you don't need tna you don't, or so you don't need impact wrestling you know you you can be you can be here you can be there and look at the end of the day she she's a talented girl but with that talent has so far with her run as being a top performer has come with a lot of controversy with comments that she has made. Uh, she's gotten a lot of scrutiny and even before she won that championship, I think you're one of two things is going to happen. She's going to either sign with AEW or WWE, or you're going to see her fade to black. It's right now. She's got a lot of, She's got a lot of heat on her. I want to see how she, he's able to handle that heat. She might I, just chill for a little bit. 
Yeah. I don't think I see her going to WWE. I mean, they can use, they can use, um, but AEW would certainly benefit, especially with a couple wrestlers being out now. Mm -hmm. And that would be a very believable opponent for Sheeta. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't see her. Sign me up. It's because if WWE was going to sign her, they would have signed her up when she did the uh, the May Young class. Not not to mention um, Charlotte Flair is also out for quite a while. Not at the courtesy of Nia Jax. So yeah, she needed. It could be an opportunity yeah. for Tessa Blanchard to help fill in a void there as well. But yeah, uh, Randy M. I mean, her 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 problem is she needs to stay out of trouble. Yeah. And by the way, this breaking news brought to you by our good friends over at Level One Games in Pompton Plains, New Jersey, right on Route 23, Route 23 South. Check them out, levelonegames.com. Uh, shameless plug. Yeah, right. <laughs> but moving on. You're welcome. But moving on, um, the, 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 the tag team, uh, getting back to the tag team division, and thank you, Dave Smith, for uh, uh, breaking that news um, to us. We appreciate that. Um, but uh, yeah, the AEW tag team division right now is, is the best tag team division in all of wrestling. There's no debate in that. And you know what's funny is that, I, and I have to admit this, and, and I, listen, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm the first one to tell you, listen, I was wrong. At one point, I used to love WWE. I hated tag team wrestling. And then I saw what tag team wrestling was actually like. And now I'm like, wow, this is these matches are amazing. I can't wait to see tag team wrestling. It's such a 180. But listen, you, you show me stuff like that. You give me promos like that. You keep stories simple. I'm going to eat it up every time, man. And, and I'm not going to lie, man. As soon as I saw Lucha Brothers, I popped. I was like, yes, this is what I need in my life right now. Some cero miedo. I, I'm down with that. <laughs> so give me more of that. Especially them and the Young Bucks again. Uh, yeah, sign me up, man. I- I'm willing to watch that all day. There's, you know, there's one thing missing, right? Bring back the bastard Pac. We need him with them. Yeah. Causing well, havoc. You know, he's been missing. He's been well, missing throughout the whole pandemic. Yeah, and, you know, we stuck in Europe. And yeah, we, yeah. we really need him. We need him back, too. Look, I-, I think the hardest part, besides the fact there's been no live crowds, it's the fact that you've not been able to have any consistency with your rosters because everyone disappears a little bit at a time. There's one thing obviously we haven't talked about yet is the John Moxley situation. I do. We we yeah. can talk about that. I don't have my that on my list tonight, but um, yeah, like that. That's a really bad situation. We'll, we'll get to that, Randy. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's a tease. Exactly. It's it, a tease. We, 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 we tease. We're cool. in the business. Tease it, baby. <laughs> Moving on, we had Santana versus Broken Matt Hardy tonight, accompanied by Neo One. Uh, those of you that don't know who Neo One is, it's the drone that basically replaced Vanguard. Rest in peace, Vanguard. Uh, hope you're resting well. No, no, it, this but is its resurrection. Neo, okay, all right. Hey, I didn't make marvelous, it. Marvelous, marvelous. Hardy with the win tonight was supposed to go against somebody else. But uh, that did not happen. Um, but, yeah, uh, Hardy gets a win. He gets attacked uh, from Santana's partner. So there's a double team going on. Uh, and then we get uh, Private Party coming to the party a little bit late. Uh, but uh, Private Party uh, basically came out to the ring to uh, put an end of um, 
the beatdown that Matt Hardy was being given. Um, so that's going to be setting up a match uh, in the next week or two. Um, before we uh, move on, what did you guys think of this? Oh, dude. I'm sorry, Randy. I got I to gotta take it. That, that the Puerto Rican dude, I'm taking this one first. And I, I'm, I'm a fan of Santana, man. That dude can move. And I was excited as hell to see Sammy and Matt go at it. But this was just as good. And the, the, mat, the, the match was great. Uh, it, it finished exactly how I thought it would. Actually, no, it, it surprised me because it let Santana look strong. It was a roll-up. Uh, it, it was a quick pin. It wasn't like it was emphatic. It wasn't like uh, uh, the, the, uh, the final. He didn't hit his finisher and just pin him. So it was pretty cool like, to see that, that matches like this end like that sometimes. So it let uh, Santana look good and strong. And then it was time to beat Hardy up, man. It, it, was, it was time to take him out per Jericho's orders, man. It's time to put him down. Uh, Private party comes in for the the save, as you said, late. And but hey, it's better late than never. So that that's my take on it. But it was good. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. It furthers the storylines, and uh, it's just the same. Uh, Sammy couldn't be there. I uh, I think with private party being involved is good because since the since uh, AEW started, they've had great tag matches with a lot of different teams. But they really haven't been involved in too much any type of real storyline. So putting him with Matt, I think, is a good thing and get him involved in some different feuds. And they've been, get, they've been getting a couple of featured matches here and there. Right, but they're getting featured matches, but they're not involved in any type of real story. They're not in a feud or anything like that right now. Getting them involved in this. Storyline with the uh, with uh, M's boys, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I think it's a very very good thing for Private Party to be able. I would like to see them have like a best of seven with with uh, Proud and Powerful. I think that'd be a very very fun uh, situation to see how that whole thing would play out. See, but I don't want to see them go at it constantly. Let them interact, but let them wrestle other people as well. Break it up. Don't don't do it back to back to back to back. That's how it gets stale. Fine. Yes, I, I have to disagree with Randy. Just for on principle alone. <laughs> we nice. have one more quick topic to um, uh, discuss. Uh, Randy, we will uh, get back to you on that John, John Moxley. We'll hit that up really quick because we want to talk a little bit about The Undertaker for about five to ten minutes before we close up the show. Uh, but uh, just a reminder for you guys that are watching, uh, feel free to uh, follow us on YouTube so you can get uh, all your prediction and post shows, Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast. And, of course, you, as you guys know, you're probably listening. Uh, we are on YouTube, uh, iTunes and Google Play, Spotify as well. Uh, brought to you by Backsports Page and Level 1 Games. Um, Randy and M are, are your guys to talk to Randy for the sports and M for your video games. I need to know uh, what system I'm going to get come November. I'm torn between Xbox and uh one uh what are they called xbox x and ps5 so sure, sure, sure. sure i will be talking to m from level one games to pick his brain to find out what system i'm getting so feel free to reach out to him and check out backsports page for all your news uh featured interviews and of course uh the podcasts that are represented on that website as well where you can also find us our, our youtube videos as well and that's backsportspage.com moving on we got 
Uh, was that was that a good plug, guys? It was a great plug. Okay. Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy, will spend about a minute talking about this really quick. Pretty cool interaction. That uh, was probably the uh, number one, uh, the highest rated part of their programming because as numbers have been showing lately, uh, reports are coming out that Orange Cassidy's segments have been one of the highest rated uh, segments uh, on all the Dynamite shows. So uh, they went with the, the clothes of Dynamite and Jericho getting into a brawl. It started out as a little comedic first. Um, Orange Cassidy was usual light kicks, but then Chris Jericho just took it to another level, breaking Orange Cassidy's Ray Bands, uh, and then uh, then Orange that he Orange Cassidy just snapped from there, leading to the brawl, and then it, that just spread out into the arena, and that that's basically how the show closes. Uh, before we move on, uh, guys, what did you think about this? I, I love Jericho. Like I think my so far in AEW, my two favorite things that Jericho has said was the little bit of bubbly and release the hounds. I just think that every single time Jericho touches something, it's gold. And I think that Cassidy, you know, you, you forget how long he's been in the business. I did my research on him. You forget how long he's been in the business, but he knows how to work a crowd. He knows, and he's, he, I think he's one of the few performers who who understands his character. And knows how to stay in it and and be that guy. And so far, Cassidy, I think in this feud with Jericho, with Jericho is watching Jericho go crazy, and seeing Cassidy just be nonchalant. But then see Cassidy lose his, you know what, on him, and show that he's just more than a comedy act. M has told me in the past that wait until you see Cassidy in the ring, you're going to see that he's probably going to be one of the best. And again, he's a he's an act right now that doesn't need a championship. But he's just fun to watch. And his match against Pac a few months ago was awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do against Jericho. Jericho slowed down a step. But a slow down a step Jericho versus Cassidy is still going to be very, very fun at Fighters Fest. Yeah, listen. And the way they, they ended this show with, with, with Cassidy standing tall with a new pair of glasses and blood just dripping from his, his ear. It was just so powerful. And it if that didn't sell you for that match, I, I, I you have no soul, man. Because I'm, I'm right there, like I'm, I want to see this match. Uh, and, and like I, you have no soul, you have no soul. You you, you don't have no feeling. And uh, it, it it it's funny because this we saw him what a year ago for the first time, and I looked into him on YouTube, and I I would always tell you, you just mentioned that I would always tell you, you got to see the guy wrestle, and the guy can wrestle. You know, he can move. He's not the slug that or, or the sloth that, that everybody thinks he is because that's the character he portrays. When he, start, when he starts moving, man, he, he's very athletic. And, and come on, you're jumping. Randy always makes fun of me because I always say this. He's jumping out of the ring with his hands in his pocket. It, it, that's pretty amazing to me and, and very athletic yeah. stuff that he does. And, yeah, so you see what that guy's doing? He's walking, around, jumping with his hands. Like, oh my God! You see that? He jumped off the top rope with his hands in his pocket. Exactly. So it, it's really cool, man. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. So Randy, and you know we were, yeah. So we're you know we were just talking before about the uh, John Moxley situation. Uh, Moxley not on uh, Dynamite this week. Uh, his wife, who still works for WWE, Renee Young, boy, did she have a bad week this week. Not only testing positive for the coronavirus, but also losing the WWE backstage gig on FS1. Poor girl. Um, look, this is, this is one of those situations now with Moxley. 
is AEW has to tread lightly because, or, you know, because they, you know, just because he's not testing positive right now, the symptoms take a couple of days to sort of kick in. Yeah, about, think, at least five to seven. At least yeah. five to seven days. So they're in a real tough spot. Now, if they want to rearrange the card, because Fighter Fest is broken into two weeks and have Moxley the second week. Well, he's in the second week regardless. Oh, yes. perfect. Because was, yeah. that, that's like that, that's yeah. the, the main title match. You got to have him on right. the second week. Yeah, so so that so that works itself out, but you, you're you're looking I'll at uh, he has it. Yeah, if he has it, then you have to be very very concerned because you don't want him in the locker room because that like WWE had some guys in the locker room who had it. That's how it all started, right? And, like Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, all those guys are like, yeah. they're like, we're gonna make our money on cameo right now. We're gonna be in well, WWE. Well, that that just proves that those guys knew what the hell they were doing to stay away because I, I don't. It looks, and I'm only talking from the outside, it looks like they didn't take the precautions that they should have taken. Uh, you just let fans in, and then all of a sudden you have this uh, outbreak of COVID. I mean, were you guys not testing? Uh, was it just temperature checks at the door? Like, what was it? I, there, Most of the states, especially down south, a lot of the states have been oh, a little reckless. They're, yeah, they're spiking right Notice now. Notice New York is not spiking. Or Jersey. But I, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm concerned that people, you know, if, if those other states start shutting down again, guess where they're going to come for their uh, haircuts? Guess where they're going to come for, uh, to you know, to get away, to dine out somewhere? Uh, they're going to come to New York. Yeah, well, they got to wait two weeks to, to come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but it's it, it's scary yeah. and uh, to to see that AEW took all these precautions and still this virus hindered them somehow. You know, it, it, it's pretty insane that it was because of WWE. It's, it's like uh, it, it's, WWE is the virus that doesn't go away. In my life, at least, it is. Like, <laughs> I cancel the network. They're still on my TV. How are so they expecting this? Ben so M. It just to shed some, just just to shed some light uh, before we uh, move on to the next topic. But just to shed some light on the Tessa Blanchard thing, really quick. Uh, there's according to WrestleZone, they they uh, posted uh, some more information that came out a little earlier. Uh, Tessa had been quarantined in uh, her Mexican uh, residence since the start of the COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah. Uh, slated to return to the promotion to defend her title slam anniversary on July 18th, which obviously is not going to happen. Uh, she had been uh, set to send tape promos for episodes of television to set up the five-way title match, but she never did, forcing the company to rework segments of their show on short notice. Blanchard had been a subject of uh, contention throughout the year with social media messages from former co-workers uh, accusing her of racism just before she was set to win the gold at Hard to Kill this past January. Uh, and uh, according to Russell's own Daga, Blanchard's fiance is also quarantined in uh, Mexico, but still currently signed to a multi-year impact contract as of this uh, writing that came out uh, recently. So um, I can probably expect Tessa Blanchard to uh, be in um, a, a little de- – I would as- as- suspect uh, a statement uh, defending herself. Give it, give it about a day or so. We're going to hear more on this. But uh, really quick, um, we're going to talk about one more subject. 
on a brighter note. I'm sorry. Can I just I'm going to make one more comment about the Tessa Blanchard thing? Impact Wrestling has worked very, very hard to get the stigma of Dixie Carter off of them, and you know their product has improved. Yeah, they're they're bringing veterans in, like guys like RVD and Rhino, who who want to contribute and want to make the product better. And then you have Tessa, who pulls a lot of the stuff that she's been pulling. It's not fair that the negative attention that she's bringing are is overshadowing the efforts of the veterans and the younger talent that are trying to make that place a better place to be a, a good third viable brand in business right now. Well, look, Randy, I'm gonna do something I normally don't do. What's I'm that? Play devil's advocate. We haven't heard her side of it. We don't True. know what's going no, on. We right. and the thing is that these reports have been coming out for a while that she's she's ghosting them. She's supposed to send in promos. She, there's no promos being sent in. Who knows what's going on? At the end of the day, we have to wait for both sides to 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 come out, and then we'll, we'll decide on who to believe because one will inevitably sound more plausible than the other. Let's see what she says. I I can't imagine what what her reasoning would be i honestly think she just didn't want to be there anymore so she was like screw this i'm gonna i'm just gonna ghost them because uh i think she's still signed with triple a so who knows i i honestly don't know uh, i'm just gonna reserve my opinion which i rarely do on this one we will hear more you know obviously oh, we're gonna hear, we're, we're, you know this isn't the end of this we're gonna hear more by friday saturday we're, we're probably gonna hear a statement from blanchard you know that's coming that's uh, and again, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where she goes. She's not done wrestling. No, no, she's going to go to good. She's probably going to go to AEW or uh, WWE. But if I were her, I would go to AEW. Yeah, you know, but right now, but would they take her after she pulled this? That's the question. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm sure they're going to proceed with caution if they do. That's for sure. Uh, or maybe there'll be something in our contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, we're going to. Uh, wrap up this show but um we're gonna, we're gonna talk about uh, on a more positive note um the undertaker big news the undertaker is has announced that he's retiring um 30 years i, I honestly thought we would probably get a survivor series and wrestlemania out of him coming up this year and then then be done because uh, wrestlemania would be 30 years survivor series would be 30 years since his debut um so uh what what a career he's had um but uh, randy m uh really quick before uh, we wrap up the show uh what do you think are some of your favorite undertaker moments starting with you randy uh his matches with Shawn michaels bret hart ah, and triple come h on. <laughs> come on randy god damn it leave me some material his his stuff with Shawn michaels bret hart and triple h uh, and mankind never to be touched by anybody else. He he was a legend, and he was a guy who protected that character more than anybody I've ever seen protect the character. So, uh, retirement is uh, you know to Father Times catches up to all of us. That that special on uh, WWE Network definitely worth the watch. See the behind the scenes of the Undertaker, and uh, you know it's a great career. And going out at WrestleMania with AJ Styles, even though it's a cinematic match, still entertaining, still fun. It was a match. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was, it was good. good, and and uh, you know, there's nothing else you can say. But thank you, Mark Calloway. Listen, this is the first time I've ever seen Mark Calloway. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's protected it for almost thirty years. He's been the Undertaker, man. That's I remember. I used to try to play his music on this like electronic keyboard I had as a kid, and it was just like, <laughs> I, I would never do it, obviously. But I tried. 
Uh, so watching him, you know what? Since you took all the good ones, Randy, I guess I would have to go back some. And uh, I remember when Undertaker fought the other Undertaker that was with Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Summer so, 7, 94. Yeah. I remember watching that with my cousin. And, and I was like, wow, look. He, the light is coming out of the urn. I was so, I was so naive. If I'm not mistaken, some random piece of information. I think it was August. It was a, a Monday night, August 27th, 1994. Was it a Monday? No, it was SummerSlam. SummerSlams Summer, were yeah. on SummerSlams Summer Summer on Monday. On a Monday. Yeah. Survivor yeah, Series Thanksgiving Eve. King of the Ring was always Father's Day. Well, that's yeah. when I watched it. I watched the it. The Rumbles were on Saturday. And I, I saw my cousin, and of course, he would like to wrestle with me. He was like three years older than me. So he was like, all right, it's time to, you know, beat on my little cousin. So he would like do all like the scratching of the back. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. Like, I don't want to be scratched tonight. But that, that was a really cool moment. Of, of course, uh, when Kane came out, uh, yes. Hell Cell, that was, that was cool. And the whole, I'm your father. <laughs> you know, like. Undertaker, I had your mother, or whatever it was. It was it was really cool. Uh, damn, Randy, why'd you take the Shawn Michaels? You you went there and stole that. I'm so upset with you. So uh, him and uh, Austin, man, when when he crucified him on TV, that that was pretty cool. Undertaker, Undertaker versus Austin, SummerSlam '98, live from the Garden. Yeah, yeah, dude. That those those matches were good. Uh, I- I, my first um, recollect, well, not recollection. My first live uh, viewing of the Undertaker was at Survivor Series '96 uh, with Undertaker versus Mankind. If I'm not mistaken, I think Undertaker had an entrance where he came from the ceiling. I could be wrong. No, he did. He did. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, and he kind of looked like a bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was there for that. I was, was there like for that. I, that I was may, a one-time thing that failed miserably. <laughs> I, I may have seen Undertaker in his American badass gimmick a couple times. Yeah, it was never. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but um, so let me see. So here we are. Okay, so WrestleMania 20, uh, we had Undertaker versus Kane, Madison Square Garden. Uh, so that was the return of the Undertaker. That was a pretty significant moment that I saw. I mean, he had a great match with Randy Orton, 21. Um, it's only want to talk about 22, 23. Under, uh, Undertaker was like, uh, and Batista, that match was held in uh, high regards. And then we get to the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, uh, 25, uh, great, 26. I was there for 26, it was awesome. And then I got to see the storytelling of uh, Undertaker, uh, with his matches against Triple H and um, Shawn Michaels, and um. And I thought that was uh, a those pretty so good, dude. Yeah, um, th- th- those those matches were were, were excellent. Um, but um, yeah, um, and then and we and then I saw Undertaker WrestleMania 30 uh, with Brock Lesnar losing the streak, um, and, and then uh, from there, I mean, that kind of wrapped it up. I can't really recall too many Undertaker matches that I saw uh, after that in person. I wasn't in 31. You were 32, Shane McMahon. What about the one with and then uh, with Roman Reigns? I like the one with CM Punk, where uh, where, where, where Punk was like taking his urn. I remember, it was like he was talking crap about Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer had just passed. Yeah, that, that was pretty memorable. I mean, CM I, Punk was getting some heat on that. Oh yeah, I mean he yeah. got he got permission from the family, but still, it was like all the fans were like, "How dare you!" And then we were all going nuts. I mean, I was I'm a bad guy, so I was like, "Yeah, dude, like." Bathed in his ashes, which 
clearly looked like sand, but whatever. You know, like I, I dug it. So, I mean, listen, if I'm dead, bathe in my ashes. I give you permission. And then, and then, like you said, uh, uh, I mean, listen, we can go, we can go on yeah, and on funny. about some of the great moments that the Undertaker's had. Uh, and, and you know what? He never left the company. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't think of one person right now, and I'm sure there is, but I can't think of one person um, at the moment that has stayed with one company the whole entire time. Yeah. Uh, once Undertaker made his way to WWE, that was it. I mean, he, he did a short stint, and I believe he did a really short stint in the late 80s WCW. Yeah, if I'm good. not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think, I think I'm right on that. And then um, he was with Paul Heyman, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I That's believe so. Weird. Undertaker and Paul Heyman, WCW. It's like who would have thought? Um, but yeah, I, I mean the feuds with uh, you know Bret Hart, the controversy oh. there, SummerSlam '97, Continental Airlines Arena. Um, I was the there match, for that one. The, yeah, the that- matches that he had with uh, Austin, um, you know Michaels. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Undertaker is probably in this generation, uh, and I and I mean between nineties, two thousands, and then um, you know the last ten years, uh, Undertaker is probably right there on the Mount Rushmore. We got to pick four wrestlers. It's probably going to be. Um, for WWE or just in, in general? In general, I mean, Undertaker is definitely there. Uh, he he's there in general. There's no Uh-oh. doubt about that. Oh, look at Randy's face. I think in he, general, uh, for sure. Green. I think I think sure. here's here. I think from a character perspective and a performer perspective, yes, the Undertaker was able to move in the ring and and have great matches. But as far as putting him on top, like he, I always feel like the, the Undertaker missed that cusp that Hogan. Andre Austin Rock level. Wait, really? You I don't think so. Everybody know Undertaker. Hey, let me tell you, Undertaker's a household name. When yeah. he lost his streak if to you, Brock Lesnar, if you if he lost uh, that streak, that was on the radio. Here's here's what I mean by that. I'm saying I'm saying if you're looking at Hogan Rock Austin, that's like rare air right there. I'm not. I'm not going to win this argument, so I'm going to yeah, stop. Yeah, it. <laughs> this is like, Mister Randy, tap out now because we're going to eviscerate you. This is this is the this is the four hours of sleep talking right here. <laughs> listen, WCW. I mean, uh, listen. You you can have Ric Flair and Sting in the mix. You can make an argument for that, but outside of that, WCW really never had the huge breakout stars like WWE had. But they no. can't make a beer. Yeah. Well, Undertaker. I, 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 you know, if I'm thinking about all all the names in the past thirty years, um, there's a bunch of names you can make. I mean, I, I have to say, Hogan was the leader of the Golden Era, no doubt about that. Uh, Cena was the leader the last basically fifteen years. And Undertaker uh, was the constant. Undertaker was a constant. Undertaker and was I, the constant. And then Rock and Austin. Like, how do you debate between those two if you have to pick a fourth person? So. And, and- and none of that, but I think the Undertaker was Vince's best creation. Yeah, Hulk, yeah. Hogan, Hulk Hogan was a creation from the AWA. Yeah. Austin and Rock, Austin, you know, Austin and Rock found it took a little while for found their footing. When Undertaker came in, he made an impact from the beginning and all the way till he retired. 
Undertaker, Undertaker was a, was a spectacle. You know, you wanted to watch it. You wanted to see. He was an attraction. You got to see it. You know what? And, yeah, he was must see. Like especially in the uh, all the way through, maybe around the mid nineties, uh, going into ninety seven, I think ninety eight. But um, the first seven or eight years of his career, you don't see Undertaker wrestling every single week. Yeah, you're, you're lucky if you get once a month out of him. Uh, you got him on all the pay per views for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was always a, an attraction. He was always must see. He was the, the overexposure wasn't there. And, also, and what, there during a time when there wasn't five, six hours of WWE TV. But and also too, and, all, and also too, when he was doing the um, the last ride without trying to spoil anything, he felt like towards. Remember when he got squashed against? Uh, sorry, he squashed Cena at that WrestleMania um, in New Orleans. Where you know that he it wasn't really a match, but then it turned into a match type of thing, and that was a match. Yeah, like, Taker openly admitted that. No, that's he was, not what I saw. Yeah, I heard the bell ring. I mean, it was a match. It wasn't a, but match. It was a match, but like <laughs> it was one of those things where Taker said he's like he said he was actually in the best shape that he felt in the last five years, six years, and was so disappointed that he couldn't get a longer match. But Vince is sitting there going, "Did you see what you did last year against Roman? Did you see the the disaster? What was the match against Brock? You know, it's like you can't." Your father time catches up. You got to protect them. I mean, he's up there in age. But one of the things that I wanted to point out, and I I don't think you guys have pointed to this yet, is his athleticism. That dude is big, all right? And when I was younger, I crapped on him. I was like, oh, it's, it's not a big deal, man. He's jumping. Then I got into the ring and jumped out the ring myself. And I'm like, I'm not that big, and it's hard. So imagine a guy that big doing like all these dives and, and just doing this on a constant basis. And he had a bad knee from from when he was younger. So yeah. he wrestled this whole 30-something year career with a bum leg, and he's still jumping. And He doing really all- started to break down somewhere between 29 and 30, right in the middle there. Yeah, but even before that. Yeah, as ever since 30 oh. hit, he wasn't the same. Yeah, Not- and – and not only that too, but I, I, I'm one of those people who've never felt like that streak should have been broken, or or, or or given to Brock. Because I don't think Brock needed it. He did Brock up. Neither neither did it. Uh, did, did Roman? Roman didn't need that. No. Roman, at the time, Roman didn't need it, but he got a lot of heat. And what was the one thing I said to you that night at WrestleMania, where he lost to Brock Lesnar when he? I don't know. I walked he, away. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, the the match against uh, after he beat Cena, and that was a really short match, and then Brock lost to Brock lost to or Roman lost to Brock. I said bad night for Roman because not only did he lose to to uh, to Brock, but he lost a whole year of heat of him retiring the Undertaker because the Undertaker kept on coming back. Yeah, but he, here's the crazy part: it's like, all right, if why did you want your good guy to have heat? That's that. That's why I couldn't understand. It's like, all right, like. Uh, Brock, I understood. You're going to hate Brock because he beat the Undertaker. He beat the streak. I hate this guy. I want to see him lose. Why the hell did you have Roman beat the Undertaker? Because now I want to see Roman lose more than I already did. What, what? Didn't you want me to root for Roman? I don't get that. You know, one thing WWE messed up on is this. One thing? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, <laughs> regarding the Undertaker. Okay. Um, We should have seen... Undertaker versus Cena 
Probably around 28. Or, you know, who, who, who right, right, right around there. Or, you know, maybe not even do 29. Maybe with uh, Punk and Taker. But Dude. they dragged their feet with with that. They the dropped the ball there. That should have been done. Yeah. That one? Nearly 10 years ago. That one and Sting. Why did Sting and Undertaker not happen when they were in? On, they, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I know. I can barely speak. That's how pissed off it gets me. <laughs> they, they were, well, listen. This is what we do. We try to get you pissed yeah, off before the end of the show. Every single, every single show, I get so angry by the end of it. It's like it, you have it usually stands in my WWE comment. It's, like it's like an hour fifteen to get them rolling. God, yeah, dude, <laughs> you have them on the contract, and you you put you put Sting and Seth. Why? Why did you put Sting and Seth? Oh, no, no, no. And then you put Sting yeah. versus the Big Show. No, yeah. no, you put, no, no. There's no. You're, there's no reason why. Uh, the a year after he loses the streak to Lesnar, and you finally get Sting in the ring. Don't get me wrong; I understood why you wanted to do Triple H because and why Triple H. They explained the reasoning why Triple H went over, which is still not a good enough reason for me. At that point, they said, "Well, we were planning on doing Triple H and Rock the next year, so you needed to get Triple H a win." I'm like, "No, you didn't. You could have just as easily built that up and gave Sting his win." Not only that, it's yeah. Triple H, man. Triple H loses, and he's still strong. He, yeah. That's the one dude that doesn't need a win. Yeah. And secondly, it, it, you had, and I'll say it again, you had Sting and The Undertaker on contract. You had them under contract. Why in the hell was that not the first thing you did? And the reason why is because it should have been done in 31. Because exactly. they wanted Bray versus Taker. Which means no goddamn sense. And this is my <laughs> point. It's like, why, why? Vince... You would put it on this earth to piss me off. I don't know why you do it, and this is why I can't watch it. It's like, oh, God, like I lose my words because I'm getting so angry. I, you guys rile me up with this. It makes uh, no sense. So everybody wanted this. Needless to say, I mean that's definitely you know those feuds that WWE dropped the ball on. We we uh, you know that that. Oh man, no, I am, I am, I know why you're frustrated. I, and now I have to do it on the video games and just watch them go at it there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could still get your Undertaker Sting match there for sure. Absolutely. Uh, WWE 2K, whenever 21 is coming out, not oh, wait, wait, 20. 2K20 sucked. I will never touch that game again. I don't even think 2K21. Uh, there's a there's a game coming out next year. No, for now. They, they they took the year off. They're coming back in 22. Yeah, because it was that bad. WWE 2K22. Wow, that has a nice little ring to it. I'm not gonna lie. 2K22. M, M, M looked at me and says, "WWE 2K20. The only thing you should buy it for is to keep your desk at level." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the thing was, I played it through like uh, during quarantine, and I'm like, let me play the the story. And it was so bad. It, it looked like a, a <laughs> 80s like story where it was like, I have a list, and I'm going to go to WWE and do everything on this list. Oh, cool. I'm going to do the same thing with you. Oh, are we? Yeah. I, why is this a video game? Who I, in the hell would want to play this? Like kids themselves don't want to play this. I, I beat the crap out of each other. This so is why we Call of Duty. Exactly. This is uh, and, and the thing is that I'm an achievement hunter, so I'm like, I started this, so now I have to play the whole thing. And I, it was so mind-numbing and so nonsensical. I don't that know how you did it. I, I think I could have wrote something in my sleep better than this. That would have been more exciting. Uh, it, it, who in the hell dreamt this up? It was like, oh, this guy's adopted, but I'm going to tell him his parents are still alive, even though I, I know they're dead. Spoiler alert. 
no, I, well, no one's ever going to play this. <laughs> Who am I kidding? It sucked. Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. I with two K nineteen, I got. Oh, I'm getting. Cool. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm enjoying the towers right now. Yeah. So no. I just. Did I, you play I just, story mode in that one? Not yet. Play the story mode in that one and never touch twenty. Okay. Yeah. Noted. That's the, level one game tells you to play in nineteen. <laughs> and never touch twenty. Even if it's in my store, which I doubt it will ever be, because I'm not dumb enough to take that into in trade. <laughs> so on that note, so so Wayne, we'll we'll see you next week, right, bud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's actually uh, pretty much about that time to uh, close out the show. Randy M, thank you guys so much for hopping on. Uh, I should be back on Monday night for you guys that'll be watching Raw Post Show. We'll definitely be back here next Wednesday or Thursday. Let's see how the cards land. Uh, don't forget, if you like our show, if you like listening to our show, please give us a like and a share and a subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find us on backsportspage.com. The Deep Six Pro Wrestling Podcast link is there. Uh, we are also available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out Level 1 Games for your video game needs if you're near the New Jersey area. And also back sports page for all your sports uh, interviews, news, and uh, whatever your heart desires. Uh, but, uh, guys, those who are watching and listening, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. It is almost midnight, so it's about time to end this show. Um, but we will be back with you guys for week 10 of our Pro Wrestling Podcast. And you guys are awesome. Have yourselves... A good night. So rolling. <laughs>